0: Hello, once again, brothers and sisters. I'm glad to be with you once again for another week of teachings. You know, I'm going to talk this week about Kingdom Kids. Hallelujah. I bless you in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pour all the gladness upon you. I decree over you favor, that favor surrounds you as a shield. I decree into your cells and your body healing and health, rejuvenation. Wisdom activated within you in the name of Jesus. Let your spirit be aware of of what God is saying to you in this season. And let the blessings overtake you. This I speak over you in the name of Jesus. Well, brothers and sisters, I want to talk to you about who you are, what you have. And how to access these things. Let's go to John the third chapter. And let's start at the 13th verse. It says, and no man hath ascended up to heaven. But he that came down from heaven, even the son of man, which is in heaven. The first thing a person have to do when they become a Christian is they have to believe. And basically, you are believing in something or someone you can't see. And in order to believe in someone or something you can't see, it requires a thing called faith. Faith is an actual substance. Hebrews 11 and 1, it says, Faith is the substance of things hoped or imagined for the evidence of things not seen. Now you got to come from a hope. See, hope is just in your imagination. Faith brings the things that you're hoping for and makes it a reality. It's the substance that makes it a reality. It says, I have it now, even before you see it. And all the kingdom kids are children of faith. For you are saved according to Ephesians 2 and 8. You are saved by grace through faith, not of works. It is a gift of God, not of works, least any man should boast. So a kingdom kid, which who you are, is a faith child. You are a faith child of a faith God. We are faith people. We are love children of a love God. The word of God teaches that God is love. Well, when you have the nature of God on the inside of you, you become love. See, I I can imagine the disciples would like the Italians. You know how the Italians come, they kiss each other on the jaw. Jesus talk about greeting each other with a holy kiss. I don't want you all to get all nervous and think I'm finna come up and kiss you. I, I'm just trying to get you to, to look at the mindset. They, they didn't have a homosexual mindset, uh, which is a perverted mindset. So a man thinking in his heart, so is he. If a man think everybody is, is perverted, it's because that's how he thinks. Uh, he's dealing with that type of thing in his own life, and he thinks everyone thinks like him. Jesus girded himself with a towel and washed the disciples' feet. They was, they they love one another like blood brothers. Anybody, I didn't have any siblings, but my cousin Daniel Henderson, me and him, uh, junior, me and him grew up like brothers, and we love each other, man. I mean, we love each other. We brothers. Nothing crazy or funny about us. But this is my point. God's children of love, they are love children. They have a love nature. You see what I'm saying? They are faith children. They have a faith nature. They are able to believe in the supernatural. You see what I'm saying? They they can believe that God can protect them without having anything natural to protect them. They believe God can heal them without having anything natural to heal them. They believe in the supernatural. They believe, see, and they believe that what God put in his word is actually true. Now, whenever you read Psalms 91, some people, and they say, No evil befalls me neither shall any plague come down my dwelling. Some people think that's just a, a saying in the word. They don't believe it on a heart level. And then some people do take it literally. And I'm not condemning one or the other because one place, Thomas, he had to have Jesus Jesus physically thrust his finger into his holes in the hand and the, and the uh, wound in his side. And after Thomas put his hand in the hole in the hand and the wounds in the side, then he believed. And Jesus reproved him. He was still a disciple. Jesus still loved him. But the other disciples like Peter, different ones, they was on a higher level. Let's say John, he was on a higher level than Thomas in the areas of faith and revelation. Thomas had to have a physical uh, uh experience to believe God. While the other disciples believed him more so by faith. Now, all of them had a relationship with Jesus on the physical level. They didn't They didn't require the kind of faith that you and I require. Think about it. They ate with him, talked with him, walked with him, saw the miracles, saw him walking on water. They lived with him and recorded in the Bible what they saw. But we are required to believe in someone or something that we can't see. So to become a kingdom kid, you have to have faith. In Jesus. Now we're still in John 3 and 13. It said, and no man hath to send it up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the son of man, which is in heaven. That's talking about Jesus. And this is Jesus talking. Verse 14, it says, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the son of man be lifted up. Jesus is talking about himself. And at verse 15, it says that whosoever believing in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Now, Jesus, if you believe on the Lord Jesus, and if if words mean anything, and if you believe these words, and if you believe these words are from God, he is telling you that if you believe in him, this is Lord Jesus telling you, if you believe in him, you should not perish, but have eternal life. Now, this is for the sinner, but it is also for, for the Christian. Why? Because some Christians have a battle believing that they're saved. They think they they lose their salvation if they sin. They lose their salvation if they make a mistake. They think that their salvation is, is based on their holiness, That's how you get all these different denominations. And people think that their denomination or their way of doing it, you got to do it their way to be saved. You got to be baptized a certain way. You got to dress a certain way. You got to do this a certain way. Do that a certain way. Keep the Sabbath day and all this. Look, all of that is old covenant, some of it. And then some of it is just religiosity. This here says that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Perish mean to die, but have eternal life. And it's talking about the second death. Most people will experience the first death. No one who is believing in Jesus should experience the second death. You have eternal life. Now, you got to believe that. If words mean anything, you got to start believing that what written in his word and what Jesus said is truth. For you to deny you're saved and you to deny uh, uh, that you have victory is to deny the word, is to disbelieve the word in your subconscious. You wouldn't do it consciously, but you are professing that you don't believe the Bible. Because at verse 16, it said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believing in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Hallelujah. So if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you become a kingdom kid. That that's the way the thief on the cross got saved when Jesus was crucified. He wasn't filled with the Holy Ghost as you get today. He died by believing on the name of Jesus. I got a lot to say, but I'm out of time. Be blessed. Blessings upon you, brothers and sisters. I pray, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, that the spirit of wisdom and revelation will come upon the hearers of these words, that the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened, that they will come to a working knowledge of who they are and what they have in you. Lord, that they will come, become aware that it is you that work it in them both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Someone say with me today, this is Turnaround Tuesday. Turnaround Tuesday. Say it again, this is Turnaround Tuesday. I challenge all of you all to pray with me at noon. Pray with me at noon and we're gonna lift up the ones that need salvation. We're gonna believe for their salvation and whatever other problems you have, noon today, let all of us, even if you're at work, wherever you're at, let's start lifting up the name of Jesus at noon and pray corporately and ask the Lord to work in us, to move within us and upon our loved ones and cause these situations and these problems to be solved by his dynamic power that is on the work within us and through us. Hallelujah. We're talking about kingdom kids. Let's go to John 3 and let's start at 16. This is a very familiar passage of scripture, but I want to, lay some basics this week because you can be in the Lord a long time and forgot the basics and we have new listeners who don't really know the basics. They didn't heard things but all things are not the way you heard it. You need to put your eyes on the word yourself and let God give you intimate revelation. <clears throat> so John 3 and 16, let's start at 15. This is Jesus talking. He says that whosoever believing in him should not perish but have eternal life. Now, faith without works is dead. What I mean by that, you got to act on the word. Suppose the word of God says the power over death and life is in the tongue. You need to act on that. That means you need to purposely speak life. You don't need to listen to a word like that and continue to talk the same way. And say, oh, that boy showed preached. That was a great message today, Brother King. But don't be a doer of the word. Don't act upon the word. Now, you need to say, you know what? If the power of a and life is in my tongue, let me speak life over myself for about 30 minutes. Let me speak life over my spouses. Let me speak life over my children. Let me speak life over my home. Let me speak life over my neighborhood. Let me speak life over my city. Let me speak life over my state, over my country, over whatever area that needs life spoken of it you need to do it now to hear the word and not be a doer of the word it is like a man beholding himself in the mirror and then he leaves that mirror and forget what amount of man he is so you need to look in the perfect law of liberty which is this word we're talking about kingdom kids you need to find out what's yours see healing is yours See, deliverance from evil spirits is yours. See, prosperity is yours. I use this example. If the Bible say, give, and it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, men given to your bosom, that is in the word of God. If it says that, why would you not give? Why would you not give and then say, well, I'm broke? When God has provided an opportunity for you not to be broke, you can simply practice the precepts of the word. See him that is a doer of the word is blessed. So if you was doing it and Abraham in the book of uh, Genesis, the 14th chapter, he gave a tent to his high priest. That's how he gave. He gave a tent of what he had. You can give a tent of what you had. Give it away. You know what? Even if you ain't saved, even if you listen to me say, well, I just listened to Brother King because I like him, but I don't want to believe on Jesus. You can give a tent to the poor. You can give a tent to, to different ones and you watch the Lord bless you. Why? Because he said, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over men given to your bosom. So, so if a person give it, but if they had an attitude, well, I just gave my money away and I shouldn't have did that. They don't believe the Bible. They're telling you that they don't believe it. Now they wouldn't come out. Right. If you ask them, you say, man, you believe the Bible. They would say, yeah, I believe the word. But if you ask them why they, why they don't give then they would say, well, they, they wouldn't either. They either not answer you. or have an excuse. They'll say people just want their money. The Bible don't say worry about whether they want your money or not. It just said give. And like I said, Abraham was very rich. And the way he gave, he gave a tent. That's what Abraham did. That was before the law of Moses. Now, you don't have to do that. See, whatever area you obey God in is the area that the blessings will come. How many understand that? Now, if you want eternal life, you will read John 3 and 16. It says, "For God so uh, John 3 and 15 and 16. Because it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That was Jesus Christ. That whosoever believing in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, the fear of death should leave you. If you really believe you have everlasting life. You know, um, I hear people, I, I want to live a while myself. But if you think about it, if we really believe that it was Bible teach that it's better in heaven. If we really believe that, man, we'll go preach in Iran, Saudi Arabia. We wouldn't worry about being killed. We wouldn't worry about a virus. We'll still go to church if it was a virus, if we believe the Bible. The fear of death would leave. We will say, man, I'm serving God whether I live or die because I already have eternal life. See, he that seek to save his life shall lose it. And he that loses his life for Jesus' sake shall gain it. That's what the word of God teaches. So when you believe the word of God, it calls a faith to rise. It's called a boldness to rise. So when we act different, we're really testifying that we honestly don't believe the word. That's the reason we act the way we act, because we don't believe the word. We just mentally, you know, it's uh, yeah, preach, preach, brother, preach. Oh, that was a great. We don't, but we don't believe it. See, you got to act on it. So if a person believe the word, they will say, I confess Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and I have eternal life. And they would never be able to let anyone talk them out of them having eternal life. You would ask them, well, how you know you have? He said, well, Jesus said it in his word. The Bible says sanctify them through truth. The word is truth. You wouldn't have to go to so-and-so church or be at so-and-so church to be saved. And you wouldn't listen to them when they tell you you ain't saved if you go to the other so-and-so church. No, you would go to the word of God and say, I believe in on the Lord Jesus Christ and I have eternal life. And, and them people talk crazy to you, try to talk you out of your salvation. You'll just laugh at them, because you will believe God's word over their word. See in verse eighteen, it says, "He that believeth on Him is not condemned." That is true. But he that believeth not is condemned already, because he have not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Now, if you don't believe on Jesus, and you think the way to God is through Mohammed, Buddha, or any other person, you are condemned according to the scriptures. These scriptures are right. These scriptures are holy. These scriptures are are, are are forever settled in heaven. There is no other way. I don't care how spiritual man be. There is no other way to God but through the man Christ Jesus. See, at verse 19 it says, and this is the condemnation, that light is coming to the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil, for everyone that doeth evil hated the light, neither coming to the light, least his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth, coming to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. So when you come in Jesus, you come into the to the kingdom of God. You're going to begin to read the writings of Paul, and it's going to tell you certain ways we act. In certain ways, we don't act. See, the spirit realm desires a host. And we are the host for the Holy Ghost. I have a lot to say, but I'm out of time. Be blessed. Hello, brothers and sisters. We're talking about kingdom kids. I'm trying to reveal to you by by the grace of God and by the anointing of the Holy Spirit that's on the inside of me. That when you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are a kingdom child. And there's benefits to that. But you need to be thoroughly established that you are born again, that you have eternal life. And when you know you have eternal life, you're going to be able to have faith to get other things. But we got to lay a foundation first. You cannot build a house without first laying a foundation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that the eyes of the understanding of the hearers of these words will be enlightened. Lord, let them be enlightened, Lord Jesus, with the wisdom of God, with the power of God, with the blessings of the Lord. Illuminate their heart, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let's go to Romans, the 10th chapter. And let's start at the third verse. It says, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness... And going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Now, many people do that. That's how you get different denominations and religions. Because they're trying to create a way to be righteous. But they're ignorant. Or you can use the word stupid. But the right here is use ignorant. They're ignorant of God's righteousness. And they're trying to establish their own righteousness. By either trying to go in the Old Testament, or trying to tell you different things you can and can't do, but we just want to learn about the righteousness of God. And as verse four, it tells you, Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believe it. Now, different people had a different rules and regulations for righteousness, but Christ, Christ is made unto me righteousness according to 1 um, Corinthians 1 and 30. Christ is your righteousness. Now, you could do righteousness, but that don't make you righteous. It'll be many people that are Buddhists and Muslims and this and that, that don't receive eternal life. That will go to hell if, if God don't make a different way. If he don't give them another chance some kind of way. I don't know. <clears throat> but the Bible clearly te- clearly teaches that you got to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. No man coming to the Father but by Jesus. If you try to come up any kind of other way, you are a thief and a robber. So people, don't let people talk you out of believing in, in Jesus. Don't let them do it to you. Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believe it. For Moses described the righteousness which is of the law that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. We're not under the law of Moses. We're under the law of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. But the righteousness which is of faith, speaketh on this wise, say not in thine heart, who shall ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Or who shall descend into the deep? That is to bring Christ again from the dead. Verse 8, it says, but what said it? Now, Moses said this in Deuteronomy, and Paul is quoting it again in Romans 10 and 8. It says, the word is not thee even in thy mouth. So Paul is revealing to you the way for deliverance, the way for salvation, the way for blessings, the way in the things of God, the way the kingdom kids do it, is that the word is not or near thee. It's even in thy mouth and in thy heart. The word heart means spirit. It's not talking about that thing that say, boom, 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 boom. No, it's not talking about that. It's talking about your spirit and your spirit is located in your belly. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Searching all in inward parts of the belly. In the book of Psalms 119 and 130, I think, I think it's 130, but I know the chapter, Psalms 119, it says, The interest of thy words give it light. So when these words goes into your heart or your spirit, it gives illumination. The word light means understanding. It means wisdom. The wisdom of God is to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. The wisdom of God is to declare the blood of Jesus. The wisdom of God is all things about Christ and the power over death and life is being in your tongue. You overcome them by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. To testify means to say something. So what said it? The word is not the even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach. My God, Paul preaching and I preach it. This is the word of faith. That's what I preach. You're not saved by works. You're not saved by doing this, that, and the other. You're saved by grace. Grace means unmerited favor. You are saved by grace through faith and not of works. It is a gift of God. A gift means something you didn't pay for. You don't deserve you didn't you didn't warrant it. So it says in verse 9, Romans 10 and 9, that if thou shalt shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Now to have people try to tell me the Bible don't mean what it say. They want you to believe the way their religious teaching believe it. But if you don't have any religious teaching, you can read this and be blessed. You could be blessed. Let me ask you this. If God, if God lied about this scripture, he lied about the rest of it. But if he told the truth about this script, he told the truth about, her, about the rest of it. You either got to accept it all or throw it all away. You can't pick out what you want to pick out unless it's the Old and the New Covenant. See, you got the Old Covenant that was given to the Hebrews. The New Covenant was given to us, everybody. See, Hebrews and, and Gentiles. Under the New Covenant, which God established when Jesus came, the way into the kingdom of God, the way into blessings, the way into eternal life, the way into victory, The way into healing, the way into prosperity, if you want to get it through God, there's other ways you can get prosperity and other ways you can get healing. But if you want to get it through God, the way in is through Jesus. Christ is the healer. So if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You should preach this to your children. You make them believe it. Make them keep telling them the word until faith come. See if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and you believe in your heart that God have raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Now, I talked about it yesterday. You can read that and don't act on it. Many people read it and they don't do it, and they never get eternal life. They heard it, they saw it, refused to do it. You could get saved right now. You can get delivered right now. You don't have to be in hope. You can be in faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. You don't have to hope you're saved. I heard people say, well, I show sure hope he will saved. I sure, sure hope. I'm. You don't have to hope. The Bible say if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and you believe in your heart or in your spirit that God has raised him from the dead, doubt shall be saved. You don't have to hope for it. You can have it now. You can confess Jesus Christ with your mouth and believe in your heart and say, I'm saved now, not not in a future tense. For with the heart, man, believing unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. You got to confess this thing. And you, after you confess it, you got it right now. You ain't waiting on it? You ain't waiting? Well, I confess, I hope I'm saved. No, I don't hope you have it. Faith is having it, not hoping. See, for the scripture said, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So if you call upon the name of the Lord Jesus, you're saved. And saved means you have eternal life. You are delivered from the condemnation. You are delivered from hell. Brothers and sisters, we all need this eternal life. Be blessed. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Hello, brothers and sisters. I'm here once again to to teach about kingdom kids, what we are, what we have, what we do. Father, I pray that the entrance of thy word bring it illumination. Let illumination, Lord, let light and understanding fall upon the hearers of these words. Father, let me be a blessing today for it is you that work it in me both to will and to do your good pleasure. Holy Spirit, be unleashed today. Make it great again, Holy Father, for the people's lives. Lord, cause them to have fellowship once again with you. Cause their families to be blessed once again. Do it again, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Well, brothers and sisters, we're going to go to the book of Luke. And we're going to start at the ninth verse, Luke 11, the 11th chapter of Luke and the ninth verse. And I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be open unto you. For everyone that ask it, receive it. And he that seek it, find it. And to him that knock it, it shall be open. Brothers and sisters, I'm talking to you about the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. God is love. You are love. You are his child. When you confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you became sons of his love. You are his child. You are children of God. Elohim, Jehovah, the great I am, the ancient of days, El Shaddai, is your very own father. You are his very own child. One place in the book of Philippians, it says it is him, the father, that worketh in you, both the will and the do of his good pleasures. I think that's Philippians, the second chapter, and the 13th verse. For it is God that who is at work within you. He is at work within me right now. I'm telling you, he's unleashed within me right now. It is God that is at work within me, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. I want you to say that. Say it is God who is at work within me, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Now, Satan had a hold of you before you got born again. And he used you mildly. He used your mouth to lie. My mouth. Your mouth. He used your body to do things it shouldn't do. He used you to be a blessing to the kingdom of Satan. And you didn't even know you was being used by Satan. You was being used by Satan subconsciously. He used you mildly, some of you. Some of you, like some of these people that made these uh, hit uh, songs, the devil used them mightily. I mean, he mightily used them. They gave the devil great honor to produce all kind of filth. And some of you gave the devil great honor with your lifestyle. Some of you been married, have women on the side, glorifying the devil by how good you can get women and vice versa. Some of you women... Got the boyfriend and another boyfriend, a husband and a boyfriend, being used mildly of the devil. They'll even, they'll even send them to you if you're a preacher try to get you in fornication. I didn't had that, that experience where they tried that. Satan tried to And then he'll have, have people who's supposed to be telling you don't do it encourage you in unrighteousness. So that's Satan and his crowd that wants you to do things contrary to the word of God. But Jesus is looking for a body to possess. Satan is looking for bodies to possess. And all of us have fell short of the glory. All of us was born in sin, shaped in iniquity. So when we become kingdom of God's children, we're going to do this right here. We're at verse 11. Luke 11 and 11, if a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? That's a question. God is trying to get you to believe his words. Many people don't believe God's words. They don't, simply don't believe it. God says you're healed by his stripes. You'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. People simply don't believe it. That's why they don't recover. Because if they believe it, they will recover. And the secret to believing it is to believe it before you have the manifestation. You got to have it before you have it. Or rather, you got to believe it. You got to receive it before you see it come to pass. He'll bring it to pass after you believe that he's bringing it to pass. You got to believe it before you see the manifestation. We're not from Missouri We will say seeing is believing. You got to believe it to see it or, or you won't see it. The undertaker will come and get you. If you don't believe you have healing before you see it, you will be taken away by the undertaker. Some people, they might go to heaven. They just might go quicker because you got to believe it before you receive it. So these particular verses are trying to get you in a believing posture. If a son shall ask bread of any of you, that is a father. Will he give him, him a stone? Or if he ask a, ask, ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Your children ask you for a fish, you're not going to give him a snake. Your son asks you for bread, you ain't uh, a grilled cheese sandwich, you ain't going to give him a, a brick. Verse 12 says, I was teaching this to my children the other day. Or if he shall ask an egg, Will he offer him a scorpion? one of my son like couple of scrambled eggs. I don't give him a scorpion. I fry the eggs. If ye didn't being evil, it's talking about us. We being evil, being carnal, unnatural. But if ye didn't being evil, you just normal cats. Know how to give good gifts unto your children. How much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? Hallelujah. Now, why haven't some of you asked the Lord for the Holy Spirit? And if you ask Him for the Holy Spirit, why do you still say, I'm seeking to receive the Holy Spirit? Let me ask you this. If you ask God for the Holy Spirit, when do you receive it? Are you waiting for physical evidence like speaking in tongues? Are you waiting for some physical like shaking or gyrating? He said, Well, Brother King, you don't believe in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues? I believe in speaking in tongues. But I believe the Word of God. The Word of God says when you ask the Holy Father for the Holy Spirit, He's gonna give it to you. He said, He's gonna give it to you. So I believe you receive it whether you spoke in tongues or not. And then if you don't, if you wanna speak in tongues, Then you pray and say, "Well, now, Lord, I want to speak in tongues." And then you can pray and you speak in tongues, teaching this to my children. Now, let me read this again. Let's let's stick with the scripture. If ye be in evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children. How much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? Now, if you want the Holy Spirit, you should pray this prayer. You can wait till I get off of here. You say, "Father, in the name of Jesus." You said, if I ask for the Holy Spirit, you'll give it to me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you for the Holy Spirit. And after you pray that prayer, start thanking him that you have it. Go to that same day, the next day, the week after, the week after, every day, wake up and talk to the Holy Spirit within you. Talk to him. Make a a conversation with the Spirit of God that is working on the inside of you. Make a fellowship with him. And then after you keep doing that for weeks and weeks, you'll hear him talking back. You'll hear him him communing back. Then if you want to speak in tongues, say, Lord, I want the gift of speaking in tongues. Pray, and the Spirit of God will start speaking in tongues through you. Be blessed. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Hello, brothers and sisters. I love you, and I bless you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that all who hear this message will be a doer of these words and that you'll build your kingdom, filling them with the Holy Ghost and propelling them, Lord, into their kingdom work. Cause the blessings, Lord, and illumination to fall upon those that are listening, Father. Blessed are your ears for you to hear and blessed are your eyes for you to see. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, brothers and sisters, you need the Holy Spirit because God needs soldiers. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Don't none of you turn this message off or or when you turn it off, fail to be a doer of these words. Many of you, All of you who who are hearing these words, if you do what I'm telling you, God is going to fill you with the Holy Spirit. And he's going to begin to speak things to you and he's going to make your life a blessing. See, this comforter, this spirit of truth, you can read about it in John the 15th chapter. It's going to lead you into all truth. It's going to lead you into money. It's going to lead you into healing. It is a real person. Living on the inside of you. He's called the Comforter, your advocate. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Say that. Say, Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Who is this person that is in you? The Lord Jesus is that spirit. And what a spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Now let's go back to Luke <clears throat> 11 and 13. If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Now, all week I've set this up. I was teaching on being a doer of the word. Are you going to do what God is telling you to do? God wants you to ask him, the father. The Heavenly Father is charging you to ask him for the Holy Spirit. He went through the trouble of telling you that ask and it shall be given you. That's in the ninth verse. He went through the trouble of telling you, seek and ye shall find. He went through the trouble of telling you, knock and it shall be opened. He went through the trouble of telling you, for everyone that ask it, receive it. He went through the trouble of telling you, for he that seeketh find it, and to him that knocketh it, it shall be opened. For everyone that asketh, it, receive it. Then he told all this. I mean, he's not wasting words. If a son shall ask a bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Uh, if he asking an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? Now the devil got into you when you was drunk or high. He entered into you and wouldn't let you go. <clears throat> and some people offer, uh, some people invite the devil in. Uh, most involuntarily. I mean, voluntarily, and most of us do it involuntarily. But Jesus wants you to invite His Spirit into your body. So you so he can be a blessing to you so i want you to pray a prayer i want you to say heavenly father give me the holy spirit in the name of Jesus heavenly father give me your holy spirit in the name of Jesus and after you pray that prayer i want you from now on to start confessing right down the day you receive it Right down the day, you receive it right after you pray that prayer, you get it. You get it. See, it's the same way you get your healing. Right after you believe for your healing, you got it. Then you might not see the manifestation or you might see it. It's according to your faith. Right after you pray and ask the Lord for the Holy Spirit, you start saying, start rejoicing and start thanking Him for giving it to you. You start acting like you have it. All during the day, speak to the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're on the inside of me. Take over my body. Take over my thoughts. Think through me, Holy Spirit. Take over my words. Speak through me, Holy Spirit. Take over my hearing. Hear through me, Holy Spirit. Take over my sight. See through me, Holy Spirit. Use this body that you have possessed. That you have came into. Use this body to make your name great in the earth. See, you're gonna make his name great, and he's gonna make your name great. You're gonna glorify him and he's gonna glorify you. Both of y'all is gonna benefit. He is your friend. <clears throat> he told you to invite you him into your body. So you start talking to him like he's there. You and then you might say, Well, Derek, I've been doing it, I ain't hurt. Keep doing it, he's there. He's there. Then after you develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit, you'll be like, well, what Holy Spirit, should I do this? You hear him say yes. Should I do it? You hear him say no. You hear him say, hey, hey, help this person. Hey, say this to that person. Hey, go do this. Hey, go ask this person, are they okay? You will start doing supernatural things, doing things, being led by the spirit, but it only becomes by developing a relationship. Once you ask God for the Holy Spirit, he gives it to you. You got to act like you got it. Act like God. When you asked him for it, he gave it to you. When you believed on Jesus, you got eternal life. This stuff is definite. Hallelujah. Now, let's go to Acts, the second chapter. Because after you to receive the Holy Spirit, You need a prayer language. It talks about it in Romans, the 8th chapter, where when you pray in the spirit, you can pray for things that you don't even realize what you're praying for. But Paul also taught in 1 Corinthians, the 14th chapter, that you can understand some of the things you're praying for if you ask him. Well, in Acts 2 and verse 1, it says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they all were filled with the Holy Ghost. Now you at that first part. Now you might go a couple of weeks with the Holy Ghost. And not spoke in tongues yet. But here's here's another part to it. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues, with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. You have to have the Holy Spirit first before you can speak in tongues. Because you can have an unclean spirit and speak in tongues also. So you have to ask the Holy Ghost, ask the Father for the Holy Ghost first. <clears throat> or for the Holy Spirit first. Then you can speak in tongues. The Spirit of God is the one give you the utterance. So after you done ask the Lord for the Holy Spirit, you need to believe that you have it. You, you can talk, begin to commune with the Holy Spirit day by day, week by week, month by month. <clears throat> and if you want the tongues the same day, you can get it. If you want to wait on your prayer language, you can. But you need to act like the word is right, because it is right. God said if you ask him for the Holy Ghost, he give it to you. I don't want nobody to text me or tell me nothing about trying to disbelieve the word. The word says when you ask him for it, he gives it to you. He went through a big deal to make sure you knew that. Now, if you done asked him for it, you have it. Now you should pray, say, Holy Spirit, start talking to the spirit that's in you. Say, begin to pray in other languages. Begin to speak in tongues. Then you will hear those words come up. God is saying, receive ye the Holy Ghost this day. Receive ye the Holy Ghost this day. Receive ye the Holy Ghost this day. Brothers and sisters, be blessed. Have a great weekend.